0: A song from 2022, another song from 2022, and several more songs from 2022. You're listening to Themes and Variation. Themes and Variation is a podcast about music and perspectives brought to you by the online music school, Soundfly. I'm your host, Carter Lee. All right, Mahaya, welcome to the intro portion of the podcast. You've never been here before. How does it feel?
1: Um, <laughs> The same.
0: It feels the same. Feels That's the fair. Same
1: as other things.
0: Excellent. Well, mm. we do have a special episode uh, today. Uh, we're talking songs of the year. 2022 your idea you spearheaded this one along it's a fantastic idea i'm glad we've done it and uh, i really want to know though what Is was it your my song idea was this I my idea so. i don't know that think, it was but okay i'm gonna give you credit for it though oh, so i think it's ian's um, idea <laughs> maybe it was ian's idea uh let's say it was both of your ideas and you should both be celebrated for that but hey i'm really curious i really want to know what was your song that you selected for this episode
1: okay so for this episode First of all, it took me a while to find something I literally had to Google songs that came out in 2022 because the last year has been a little bit of a blur um, and I wasn't positive <laughs> in some cases. But in the end, I went with um, As It Was by Harry Styles from the album Harry's House. I want you to hold out
2: the palm of your hand Why don't we leave it Nothing to say and everything gets in
1: So the emotional territory described in the lyrics is pretty relatable, I think, right now for a lot of us. You know, just looking at what the world is, thanks to the pandemic, there's this feeling that you just kind of have to keep pushing on, and both lyrically and musically, this song gets a lot of that across. Um, There's a driving, nostalgic drum beat throughout, and even the sounds have a very, like, like, you know, they're kind of reminiscent of like 80s drum machines, but at the same time, it's it's a pretty melancholy song. And I think that is, at least for me, <laughs> kind of the, the mood of the minute, you know, like you need to move on, you need to move forward, but you can't help but kind of wish for a a slightly less complicated time. So you have this very consistent beat, and then the melody is just full of all these really beautiful hemiolas. So you get that three against two feel where it's like things work together, but they're also almost fighting each other. And I also feel like that is 2022 in a nutshell. Um, The chord progression too, it's just two minor, five, one, four, throughout the entire song, Um, which is a really... You know, familiar popular chord progression, but in a slightly different um, order than maybe we're used to hearing it. I feel like most songs we're used to hearing like 1 6 2 5 or 1 6 4 5 or, um, you know, 1 5 6 4, but starting on the two makes it a little, a little unique. So, what song did you decide to go with for this one, Carter?
0: Uh, Yeah, so I ended up with uh, Mr. Worldwide by Pete and Baz.
3: Tobago, keep one eye open for the plane clothes. I need more leg room for the plane up. share to the boys in Lagos, down it down when a man need favors. to me flavors. the chip down in Vegas. i
0: I went with a Pete and Bass track for a couple of reasons. One, there is this like bit of a movement i think of like older gentlemen creating a rap career for themselves uh, in the uk which is i find very very interesting pete and bass being one the northern boys being the other one now i really probably would have picked uh nobody likes me by the northern boys but there's not much we could play for clips because the lyrics are so like vulgar and intense um but uh pete and bass i mean mr robot it's a great track and then when you dig into like these are like 65 plus year old men that have had like mysterious lives i think in the case of pete and bass and have now just decided they want to you know have a career in music and they're just want to put music out and it's really good they put a ton of stuff out uh their flow is impeccable um same with the northern boys um just like you know 70 year olds that are now making rap music it's really really amazing uh shout out to pkj uh norman Payne and kev of course
1: I'm just curious what makes Mr. Worldwide your song of, like, why is that your song of 2022?
0: Because I, unlike several people on this episode, I followed the rules and it came out in 2022. And a lot of their catalog <laughs> came out in 2021. So I did some research. Uh, Mr. Wor- Mr. Worldwide dropped in 2022. There was some other other stuff, maybe a Sindhu Session, uh, 9-1, like all those, the, some of those tracks came out. But... Um, Mr. Worldwide was, was, uh, 2022. I mean, um,
1: like for you personally, like, I, is, is this your way of telling me you're feeling your age?
0: No, what I, what I would say to that though, it is, it goes against conventional norms of making music and certainly like entertainment and stuff where it's like, you have to do something by a certain age and these guys prove that you don't. And I think that's really special. Uh, but hey, we got a lot of stuff in this episode. So we've, got trivia, mm-hmm. we've got trivia. We've got... Uh, rapid fire questions we've got picks from the community for this episode and we of course have picks from our soundfly staff on their songs of the year 2022 but first we have a little discussion on goals with said members of the soundfly staff we've got our ceo ian temple head of production john hull head of growth jeremy young and finally, we'll have course producer slash Jack of all trades, Mr. Martin Fowler. But I'd say that's just about enough out of us. Without further ado, let's get into the episode Songs of the Year 2022 with a discussion on goals with Soundfly CEO Ian Temple.
1: Did you have any musical goals this year? And if so, how did they go?
4: Well, I guess my big musical goal was to release the album that we'd worked on over the pandemic, which was Valusuro. 2. Uh, my group, Sontag Shogun, and we've released it. I can't remember. (laughs) Early in the year, April, May, March? It was definitely 2022, though. It was definitely (laughs) 2022. Um, I know that because now it's showing up on some like year-end best of lists Oh, and awesome. stuff like that. So which is always nice. Um and so that's how I know it was definitely 2022, <laughs> even though it feels like a hundred years ago. Um that was a big, a big musical goal. Um I can't actually remember the goals I had at the start of the year, but at some point during the year they changed a little bit and I wanted to just kind of play piano more. This is one of the first years in like the last 10 years. I think Partly it's due to the Kiefer course, which I really loved. And I did a lot of that course on Soundfly. Um, But partly also just kind of feeling inspired a lot. I just played a lot of piano and I think my playing got a lot better. That's been really gratifying.
1: Awesome. Um, Before we switch topics, I just want to know. So can you say the name of that, of the album
4: one more time? It's got a Finnish title. It's called Valo Sirotu. And what does Um, that mean? uh, It means the... (laughs) <laughs> put me on the spot. It's something about like the light is, is fracturing, the l- fractured light. It's a collaboration with a Finnish artist uh, named Nau. And uh, I, th- I think it, it worked because we made most of the record in two parts. It was like part of it was recorded on this like idyllic island in Finland a couple years ago. And then we put all the ideas together separately during the pandemic, like sending them back and forth. So it was kind of like the, the light being... Uh, fractured or or splintered this kind of initial kind of core idyllic thing that is a memory that then just gets like reinterpreted and shattered into all these different pieces through the creative process. So that's why it's called Valo Sirotu by Sontag Shogun in Lao now.
5: You want the click track on the whole time, right?
1: Definitely. And if you could put it at a really annoying tempo... Like 150. (laughs) That would be great. Anyway, I'm just going to jump right into things then. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you the same question Carter's been asking everyone else, which puts me in an existential funk, but maybe it won't for you. Um, Did you have any musical goals this year? And if so, how did they go?
5: I don't think I explicitly set any musical goals this year because I knew it was going to be chaotic with Owen arriving, but... I think the goal most days is just try and, and do something with the synthesizer, <laughs> so I feel like it's not just sitting there. I don't think that I've really succeeded very often this year, though, <laughs> so you may want to exclude this, but uh, the longest stretch of time I got to play it was when Marty came down, and we didn't even have speakers. We plugged it into two amplifiers, so that was like <laughs> the most most fun I got to have with it this year.
1: That is awesome, though, and babies are a good reason. To not have to deal with that. Yeah. There's a lot of goals that go with that.
5: <laughs> exactly.
0: Marty, welcome to the Themes and Variation Year in Review episode or end of year episode, whatever you like to call it. Um we're talk we're I mean, we're calling it the Songs of the Year 2022. Uh, dude, I hope you had a great year. Um, I know you had a a, a good year at the very least. I don't want to say great because I don't want to just you know, impose my thoughts on you, but do you have a good year? <laughs> just, just in general?
6: The world is a dark and devious place. Don't put greatness on me like
0: That's that. That's true. I mean, the, wor- the world itself is uh, undergoing challenges, but you're thriving amongst the, uh, the wreckage. I had a I great year. That's awesome. Did you have any musical goals for 2022?
6: Goals. Um, yes. Uh, when I set out at the beginning of the year, I was getting really, really deep into uh, TV writing with a particular library, and I, I set a goal to write. One new library track every week with a wow. stretch goal for the year of two library tracks every week. Whoa. Uh, minus four. So, what it, it, basically, like, there's 52 weeks in the year. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do one every week of the 50 working weeks of the year for like most people who get two weeks off and just think of it that way and do stretch goal of 100 tracks. Didn't get anywhere close to there, if I'm being <laughs> honest. But uh, I got around 30 yeah. in. Um, that's that's was really a big good. Leap yeah in the previous years so that was good um and then my other goal was to finish the new arthur moon record with lore Fay, uh which we did so some really killer tunes about to about to drop sometime in the new year
0: i Uh, love that that's that's exciting Jeremy Young, welcome to your section of Songs of the Year 2022. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm excellent. So, Jeremy, did you have any musical goals for 2022? I can't remember. I'm really, it's like, (laughs) I feel like I'm, (laughs) I feel like I'm really
7: good at setting goals. And honestly, if I'm being like, if I'm being honest, I'm really good at achieving them too. I just don't remember what they end up being. A year is a long time. It um, is a
0: long time. You had some pretty awesome touring under your belt in 2022, which I think is as a DIY artist. Thank you. Uh incredibly impressive and inspi- inspirational, uh, I would say as well.
7: This was definitely a big year. Some some US touring, some Canadian touring, uh two tours in Europe that makes it sound like a military thing. Um <laughs> and uh, and went back to Japan, which was amazing for the first time in 7 years. So, mm-hmm. like a lot of like bucket list kind of touring. Awesome. Uh, any goals for 2023? You know what? Funnily enough, I was just talking about this with a friend, uh, a musician friend of mine here in Montreal where I live. But one of my goals is actually to sort of like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you say. Go backwards a little bit. Like I need to kind of like retool, you know, like stop the, the sort of incessant moving forward and always looking for, um, more live gigs and more projects or whatever. I think like, you get to a critical point where it just becomes unsustainable with everything you're trying to do. So it's better to instead, you know, pull back a little bit and then take a little bit more time and focus on individual projects. So I got some stuff in the works, some stuff that I'm working on with a couple projects of mine already. And I think I'm just going to start saying no more than I'm saying yes, which Mm. is what I was guilty of in 2022. So yeah, that's, that's probably my biggest goal, which is in a weird way. I mean, it's like the first time I've ever, Said anything like that to myself.
0: Hey, folks, your host Carter Lee jumping in here with the first of what promises to be many segues of this episode. You've heard from our team on their goals from 2022 and even some goals for 2023. Now, let's dive into their favorite songs of the year 2022.
1: So, you picked a Dijon song yeah making it the second of this year actually
4: oh really yeah
1: it's kind of nice it's a bookend situation because i think maybe the very first episode of the year marty picked uh, big Mike's.
4: that's how i learned about dijon so credit to the to the podcast and to marty <laughs> for that um this song actually came out in november 2021 so i'm breaking the rules a bit here but i didn't hear about it until thank you for confirming that um <laughs> until the first podcast of 2022 when Marty talked about it. Um, and I think a lot of people didn't really hear about it until 2022. It, and of all the records I listened to this year, that was the one that maybe influenced me the most and kind of touched me the most. Um, mm. and just kind of jumped out to me the most. It was, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to just talk about the same things that Marty talked about when he shared big mics. Um, but it's a record that has the energy of kind of a, a coiled snake in some ways, um, that, well, it, it kind of goes between that coil and and like spring and like springing out. It's just got mm-hmm. so much energy, um, and frantic energy. And the song, many times in particular, is one that when it comes on, I just I kind of like want to tear my shirt. It's some there's like a certain part where I just want to like I'm like feeling so there's so much so hulkish. Yeah, yeah. I, I just <laughs> ah! There's this like live video on YouTube of them playing it and the. I mean, I guess the main singer, I don't really know much about um, if it's a band or a a solo artist, but I guess it's Dijon himself. Um, He's just so frantic. He's like screaming and sweating and yelling. And the lead guitarist is also just like yelling right up in his face and, and at one point drops his guitar and then runs around the room as fast as he can to get on the piano and just starts like crashing on the piano. whole song just has this energy that sometimes when I listen to it I'll just be sitting there and I just need to scream um (laughs) uh, and like yeah and like scream it's like an emotive scream it's not like a rage against machine scream it's like a yeah (laughs) ah I can't believe this is life ah it's um, so crazy type thing yeah yeah
1: absolutely um do you have any favorite moments in the song I mean you mentioned the piano solo is there anything else that stands out to you
4: yeah it's super short um, yeah, I, it just like it, it comes and goes before you even realize. But I, I was trying to think what I love most about it. Um I think three things. The way the vocals play over the loop. Like the whole song is really mm. just like this looped part, you know, mm-hmm. bam, bam. What's it gonna take for you to listen? Well, you can change your mind now, but you can't change your decision. It's just this like little like riff that's looped basically, but the way the rhythm of the vocals plays over it is really really cool. There's just like a lot of syncopation there. There's a lot of really nice stuff, and uh, I love the melody of the the um, I guess like the the chorus part. Um, mm-hmm. the, it starts with like a little scream ah, or like ah, or something like that. Um, yeah, everyone like hits on that same like moment, that same downbeat, which I really love. I, I don't really want to talk about it so many times you hurt me so much so many times you hurt me so much and then the keyboard solo at the end which feels like it feels like the song's gonna keep going and then it just like shuts off like randomly it's so it, the whole thing's clipped once again it like it's got this this energy that like lets go and then pulls back and it's like coiled and it springs out for a moment and then it like sucks you back. It's it's just surprising. It's a really surprising song. Super short, two minutes or something like that, but really um let loose in a way. And I think that's what I took from this album this year was actually just like that kind of letting looseness mm-hmm. of it. Just kind of allowing live to live music to feel live again and and letting mistakes shine through and and like that sort of stuff yeah
1: the um, authenticity of it it's really nice um yeah well it was an excellent choice for 2022 even though it came out in 2021 i think it counts so so much. So I, 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 I don't really want to talk about it so many times you hurt me so much so many Now I'm going to ask you about your song selection, which is a good one, so go ahead and tell us what you picked.
5: It's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I picked Isn't Everyone by a band called Health featuring Nine Inch Nails. It came out, honestly, in 2021, but it came out on the album in 2022, so I'm kind of mm-hmm. cheating a little bit. <laughs> um, I think it was one of the singles from the album. Um, when I heard it, it just took me back to so many of the sounds that I loved from The Downward Spiral and The Fragile. Mm. And I was immediately hooked by that aspect of the song, and then the more I listened to it, I realized it was a little bit like year zero at the same time where it was kind of talking about some dystopian concepts and felt really related to the political and social kind of vibe of the last couple of years.
1: Yeah. I hadn't heard of health before.
5: Honestly, you know, I hadn't yeah. either. And I will probably unintentionally talk about this more like a Nine Inch Nail song. <laughs> it also because, sounds like one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, if you know, after I heard this, I really kind of dug into more of the, the catalog of health and I highly recommend it. I mean, they've got a lot of sonic similarities, certainly, and maybe maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much. One of the funny things about picking this song was I kind of felt like it was likely to be the bummer track of the <laughs> the team because it's like so intense and it's Yeah. I mean, it's pretty negative, but there's like a lot of comfort in a lot of those sounds and things. But I think Mm. as a parent and like, uh, you know, just maturing over the last however many years (laughs) into becoming a parent, uh, some of the the things in the song that normally would have just kind of given me, you know, like a bit of a rage against the machine vibe of like, I have to do better than this. We have to do better than this. Now, have a bit of a reframing so it was kind of like hearing new nine inch nails slash health for the first time as a parent and being kind of struck by some of those concepts in a new way of not just like you know yes we have to make the world a better place but i you also just get so tuned in on like making everything better for your kids like don't just settle for how things are we have to to make things better with health and nine inch nails i think one of the things that they've really tuned into is just, it's a really overused word, but the industrial aspect of mm. sound design and kind of music production. One of the coolest parts about this song. To me is that when the main vocal comes in it's filtered in a really interesting way you don't get all the high end i'm not sure if that's like the distortion that they're using on him or if that's just purely a filter whatever it is it's kind of unexpected and it makes you lean in and then when the chorus explodes it's like here's the full image and it's really striking because of that
4: just stop pretending.
5: You feel
0: So, Marty, I mean, the folks want to know, this is the big question, the big drum roll. What was your favorite song of 2022? So I think a
6: favorite is hard because I listen to such a varied amount of stuff, but if I had to pick one that was from this year that I, I listened to a bunch that I really love, it's the uh it's the opening track of uh Motorat's new record, and the track is called Fast Land. They're uh, an amazing electronic group, the super group Fusion of Mode Selector, a production duo, I think out of France, if I'm not mistaken, uh, along with Apparat, who's a great producer, singer, songwriter, in his own right. They have this like trio group together that they've been doing for, gosh, like 15 years probably at this point. They made three records, and then they were like, guys this has been fun but this was supposed to be a side project thanks so much for liking it but we're out sorry <laughs> we got to go back to doing our own thing and then this year they're just like oh new record enjoy and i was like what well, like
4: it. uh, and it's
6: just it's like on par with the old shit i was blown away that they were able to keep the level of quality that i and they just they have a thing they have a formula that just really works for them and it, it's still somehow sounds fresh even though it's a lot of like the same elements they do really interesting stuff with harmony where like they have a chord progression that lands on a resolution but it's not it's a it's not a full resolution chord it's like landing on like a 2 minor or something often mm. um but like landing on it on a very weak beat like it'll be like uh what is the chord progression here mm-hmm. 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 If you're analyzing a minor, actually, I think this one is four minor, flat three, flat six, and then the root minor one. But it's like one chord for two beats, one chord for two beats, one chord for two beats, and then a bar of, I think, four beats or maybe eight beats of the six minor chord. So it's like, it feels like it's landing on the fourth, on the seventh beat, which is a super weak beat but then it's just sitting there for a while. And it has this very strange sort of feeling to it that I've never heard anyone else really replicate. And then it just, it's a loop. Like the whole song is that. The journey of the song is them exploring like a single musical idea throughout the entire track and just changing timbres and counter melodies around that single idea. And percussion elements and sound design i'm so intrigued by that like sort of mantra approach Mm -hmm. to music making it's very similar to like i've heard Mahaya talk a lot about how she loves ryan lott's approach to lyricism Mm -hmm. how it's like taking a very simple lyric and treating it like a mantra and really not stretching too far away from it but kind of just exploring what that one idea can be for a whole song and they do this in an instrumental fashion that just is so alluring and fascinating to me.
0: Turn our attention to the big question of this episode. What was your favorite song of the year, 2022? Okay, I went kind of niche here because there were a lot of really big songs that came out, a
7: lot of big albums. I'm a huge fan of a lot of like top 40 artists right now, especially, I mean, I'm going to be the first to admit Taylor Swift and Beyonce and stuff, but I'm going a little niche because a song and an album came out towards the end of this year of a band that I haven't heard for 15 years. They've been on hiatus. They were one of these bands that I was listening to when I was younger, really made an impression on me. and out of nowhere, they launched a record and one of the singles. to so that record just completely floored me. And so my pick is this little known <laughs> Yiddish speaking band out of Montreal. It's a quartet called the Black Ox Orchestra, And they came out with a song called "Viterkol Echo and God damn it. It's beautiful. Mentioned that they were on a 15 year hiatus. You know, the members are all in their 40s. So they've had an entire life since the last time that they were in a band together when they were in their probably mid 20s or something. And bear in mind, I was in my early 20s. So their records were making an impression on me when I was younger. Now they've got this record called Everything Returns. They've returned as a band. And this song, Vieter, Cole Echo, you know, it's about this idea of things returning like this, this echo an echo as like kind of a metaphor for like a proof that we exist because this idea that when you're hearing an echo of something, it's a proof that you were there before to hear it and that you're here now and that we're all here. And there's something really magical about, I mean, this track is is quite sparse. It's piano and voice and uh, sort of lightly arranged strings and instrumentation around that, but what I love about this track is that it's sort of driven by the vocals, which are dually in English and Yiddish, and the vocals are sung uh, as a group. So everything about this track just says, like, we're still here, you know, after all that we've been through, we keep coming back. We're all together. The fact that it's vocal driven, the, the piano line and the, and the chords sort of follow the vocal top line melodies, everything kind of comes from that sort of human core. And it's just so touching. It really is so touching. Nothing left here but an echo.
4: You sound the same, but so far away.
0: Hey, folks, it's your host, Carter Lee, jumping in with a, dare I say, perfectly timed segue. So for this episode, we actually put out a call to action for our community to share their picks for Songs of the Year 2022. These are subscribers, fellow artists, people using soundfly.com to get the most out of their music. So first things first, I actually have a very beautiful note from Penny Lane, a very active and incredible artist as a part of the Soundfly community. They say, this track represents what I have learned in my time with Soundfly. It is entirely my own style. It has all the elements I have learned here, written in a proper key with proper flow and storytelling, mixed properly for release. The title describes the concept of the track and the cover art describes the emotions within. It may never be popular or well-known, however, I can be proud of the body of work I've created here with all of your help." A beautiful sentiment from Penny Lane, and we're gonna play a snippet of their track, The Lonely Patience of Creative Work, followed by selections from Eric, Dean, Jeffrey, and Jasmine for their picks for Song of the Year.
8: Okay, so when I tried to think of my favorite song from this year, I think I understandably had quite a difficult time coming up with just a single answer when there were so many songs this year that I really enjoyed, but if I had to pick just one, I think I would go with Skies Forever Blue by Toby Fox and Itoki (laughs) Hana. Surely it can wait another
1: day since i laid my eyes on you skies have
6: been forever
8: blue first reason is because while it's not very complex melodically or rhythmically it's actually quite simple but like the like the best video game songs it's both catchy and memorable both because of and in spite of that second reason is the lyrics made me pause and think I want to come back to this song because I feel like there's an actual story here and so I listened to the song multiple times it drew me in and final reason is really I just love some good chiptune especially when it's mixed with live instruments and arranged so skillfully I
2: 2022 was a great year for music. And what made it especially great was the return after 16 years of one of my favorite musicians, the enigmatic British soul man, Lewis Taylor. He'd been busy with Niles Barkley and other, you know, band directing gigs and stuff. But it did beg the question after all that time, like, how would his writing be? And would he be producing, you know, in a, in a way that's reflected the all the change that's happened since he last did a record and the answer was yes. That his album "Numb," released in the midsummer last year, or this year rather, was um, it was beautifully written, beautifully arranged, beautifully produced, and a real inspiration for for those reasons, and also because uh, Lewis is roughly my age, and so it's great to hear someone who is writing about that time in their life and still able to be melodic about it and not overly earnest about it. And uh, uh, so I hope that one day to be able to uh, emulate all those things in my own uh, writing. And uh, I know now it can be done. So uh, that's why I picked uh, Final Hour from Lewis Taylor.
3: Hi, folks, my name is Dean, and I hope I'm doing this right because I really want to win that car. Uh, Big caveat right up front, other than one album, uh, none of the new music that I got this year was actually released in 2022. You know, I get a lot of like new to me stuff in the used record uh, bins. I'm not, you know, finger on the pulse of the playlists and stuff like that. So. But that actually kind of makes this assignment a little easier. What's my favorite track off this one album, right? And that album is uh, Equendeo Inversions Instrumentals by El Michelle's Affair meets Liam Bailey. And it's a collection of dub remixes. And before I go any further, I want to give a shout out to Jeffrey Kearney of the Soundfly community, because if it weren't for his posting in the What I'm Listening to channel, I think this release would have gone right past me. So thank you, Jeffrey. Uh, I really like what El Michelle's did for Wu-Tang's 36 Chambers, and y'all should check that out if you haven't. Uh, I have some strong feelings about Dub, so this album is a good combo for me. Uh, for the favorite track, I was going to just pick the first track, Conquer and Divide. I mean, that's, the, that's what got my attention, and it's a good track. You know, it's very Dubby. But uh, instead I'm gonna go with a different track, track nine, Walk With Me. This is kind of a down tempo track and it doesn't have any of the wild mixing or the effects abuse or you know any of that good dub stuff. It's just a pretty simple mix and the track develops kind of slowly. I mean, to me it doesn't even really get going until it's more than half over. It's mostly organ and percussion, and eventually this kind of pan flute comes in and does its thing and then leaves. And I kind of admire that simplicity. I admire that kind of restraint. You know, it's something to think about, something I think about when I'm doing stuff. You know, about like, is something truly necessary here? What can be taken away? You know, what do I not need to put in here? You know, or am I just making excuses because I'm lazy and I don't feel like adding parts? I'm not sure. Uh, Anyway, maybe next year. 2023, I'll get some like literally new music and I'll have some more choices uh, this time next year. But in the meantime, happy holidays, everybody. And uh, see you next time. Hi, themes and variation. Jasmine Fellows here. My favourite release of 2022 is Palace by Sam Sly. In the
7: palace of my mind. I'm lost In the palace of my mind.
3: It's such a wonderful, swirly and slinky sounding song. It's got these great vulnerable lyrics, and Sam has an awesome voice too. As a bonus, Sam's based here where I live in Canberra, Australia. I think it's great to support our local musicians. Hey, folks,
1: it's Mahaya, and I'm here to introduce the next segment of the show, because apparently to Carter, very many segues means two segues. What you're about to hear was meant to be a sort of quick fire question round. I want you to know that every single panelist was asked to keep their responses to no more than five words. You'll see that definitely didn't happen, so a little bit of a bone to pick there. Uh, but what they lack in brevity, they make up for in insight and sentiment. So I hope you enjoy this next segment. There's a chance Carter will be back for your next segue. If not, I guess I'll see you then.
0: Quick fire question. So these uh, must be answered in no more than five words. What band or artist do you feel you heard about the most this year?
4: I'm like tempted to say, like you know, Beyonce and uh but it's actually not the surprising thing to me (laughs) is actually that like we didn't talk about that album that much we didn't talk yeah that is weird I was gonna say maybe Lizzo but once again I'm actually surprised we didn't talk about that album that
1: came to mind for me though because the crystal flute thing was like that's a significant oh yeah yeah that's true that
4: was a pop, pop cultural moment
6: I feel like there's like artist or band I heard about the most which is like a maybe like niche subculture conversation and then there's like pop music you know. I feel like I heard about Drake a lot this year, but in my zone and circle, um, in like weird electronic music land, everyone was talking about the new Burial record and how it's like, mm. you took sounds from like some PS4 game, ran them through a reverb That's and sick. then put that out as a record.
0: That's so sick. I love that. I think we, I think we exceeded the five word limit on that one, but I'm glad that we did. Because, oh shit! Uh, I forgot. I mean...
6: <laughs> <laughs> we could do it again if you
0: want. No, 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 no. I,
6: I'm, I'm,
7: um... I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in. I read that, uh, Young Lean, his track oh, yeah. um, was the most used on TikTok in people's like dance videos and stuff like that this year, and the number of people that used that track is staggering. Close to 11 million people used that one. Young Lean track on TikTok this year, which is just absolutely, I mean, you could imagine this, like somebody streaming that song 11 million times. Okay, fine. That's a lot. But people actually uploading their own versions of that thing yeah. is insane.
1: What movie or TV show that you watched had the best soundtrack in your opinion?
4: There were a bunch of great ones this year, but I just finished the second season of White Lotus. The score to that is, is just really cool carter you're killing me with
6: like making, these, making me work my these are my Haya, I don't these have are Mahaya specials
0: yeah dude i don't Man, <laughs> it's um, so fried
6: <laughs> i also just like don't watch that much tv yeah if i'm being honest but uh let's go with wakanda forever i mean yeah fair pretty good soundtrack yeah absolutely know? oh that's a really good
7: question it's hard to pick one i mean mm-hmm. gosh there's so many good like the first thing that came to my mind was Black Panther, Ludwig Goranson's yep. score again, but yep. like, I don't know. I mean, White Lotus, but Nicholas, I think it's Nick uh, Brittell, Nick Bertel, uh who did, I want to say he did the score to succession, but also that Lakers series. Um, yeah. Uh, winning time. Winning time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's impossible to pick just one. There's been so much good scoring. Yeah.
1: Hey, folks. Yeah, no, it's me again. Um, What we're about to jump into is the trivia round of the episode. You're going to hear some questions that aren't necessarily the easiest. I do stand by them. Go ahead and play along with the panel if you'd like. See how you do. And we'll see you back here at the end of the episode to wrap things up. Good luck.
0: And now uh, to, to bring it on home with some trivia questions um you and your fellow co-workers are going to be asked these or have been asked these very challenging (laughs) trivia questions about the world of music in the last year
1: nobody's doing well on this so please tell me it's
0: multiple choice
1: (laughs) so these are all about music that was released this year okay so which of the following artists did not release an album in january 2022 beirut king gizzard and the lizard wizard fka twigs or animal collective
4: Well, I know Animal Collective released an album this year, but was it in January? If Beirut did release an album this year, I did not know that they did.
5: So Beirut. I know Animal Collective released like some kind of film score. So I feel like it was probably not them.
7: Beirut didn't release an album, right? I feel like I'm walking into a trap here, but I do kind of think that King Gizzard released something like later in the year. Like I want to say that that feels more recent. So I'm going with King Gizzard and the Lizard
1: Wizard. The answer is Animal Collective. Their album came out in early February. So
4: (laughs) That's a a mean, mean question.
1: Next question. This is a good one for you because you are a dad for the third time as of recent. Um, Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Children's music group The Wiggles released an album in March of this year. What was the name of that album?
4: Um, uh, wiggle down the street.
1: I'll give you the hint that it's one word, and it does contain the word "wiggle" in it.
5: Is it wiggly?
1: The answer is re-wiggled. Doesn't that sound like God. a best of or something?
5: That's remixes. <laughs>
1: I'm
4: actually closer than I thought I would. Be.
0: This absolute barn burner for you, Marty. Uh, who released the album John Schofield in May of 2022? Uh, uh, would that be John Schofield? It would. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> one for one.
1: Um, okay. Next one. Who released the album John Schofield in May of 2022?
4: Is this a trick question? <laughs> it must be a trick question. Um, I love John Schofield. Fantastic guitarist but it can't be John Schofield, can (laughs) it? Because that would just be too obvious. So who's likely to kind of make a tribute album to John Schofield or with John Schofield? Like Lettuce or something like that. Who
1: released the album John Schofield in May of 2022?
5: John Schofield.
1: In May of this year, Harry Styles released an album with a two-word title. The first word is Harry's. What's the second word?
4: Styles. Harry's, um, Harry's Barber Shop. Um, I mean, I
7: know, I know the single as it was. Uh, Harry's. Um, oh, God. Come on, Jeremy. It's so easy.
0: It's really like, this is like a softball over the plate. Uh, it's a good album title. I really think it is. But uh, Place? Oh, you're close Harry's house house oh, was the second I knew it was word like Harry's space <laughs> or place or yeah
2: something. um
1: Carrie Underwood released an album in two thousand and twenty two Fill in the missing word blank and rhinestones
4: that sounds like a common phrase, but uh um I don't know, so I'm gonna say, um gems gems and rhinestones
5: it's either going to be boots or jeans i don't know which
4: oh my gosh you're so close with one of those
5: cowboy boots
1: oh the answer is denim and rhinestones
5: damn
1: (laughs) so close
0: here's another one for you who released the album the other side of make-believe in june this year don't dude i have no idea this
7: all just sounds so familiar um the smile
0: <laughs> uh, i'll give you one more one more i guess please don't tell me it's red hot chili peppers no 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 um this was interpol interpol released oh. the other side of make-believe <laughs> in june
1: In July, Jeff Beck released an album that was a collaboration with which famous actor?
5: Dana. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey. I heard about this.
6: Oh, man. Oh, shoot, I, I don't know. I got to make a guess. I'm going to go with uh, um, Jeff Goldblum.
0: That is a good guess. Uh, it's Johnny Depp. <laughs> that was Johnny Depp.
4: Johnny
5: Depp.
1: So who released an album this year with a one-word title that means a revival or renewed interest in something?
5: Um, somebody released an album called Renaissance.
1: <laughs> Someone released an album called Renaissance. Somebody uh, quite big released an album called Renaissance. and It's shocking we haven't been talking about it more.
5: I don't know, man. Is it, I, w- I would just like wager a guess Kendrick Lamar.
4: Okay, that sounds like Beyonce Renaissance.
1: Yep, Beyonce Renaissance. Good job. <laughs> um,
4: that one. <laughs>
1: What three types of punctuation appear in the title of the album Megadeth released this summer? <laughs>
4: um, uh, uh, three types of punctuation. Um, a colon, uh, a p- apostrophe, and a um, question mark. Uh, colon. Two more.
5: Tilda. <laughs> and umlaut.
1: Those are really good guesses. None of them are correct. The answers I was looking for were a comma, an ellipsis, and an exclamation mark. The name of the album that Megadeth released this year was called, or is called, The Sick, The Dying, dot dot dot, and the Dead. This year, Blood Orange released an EP called Four Songs. How many songs are on it?
4: Two. Five.
1: Good guess. The answer is four.
0: Um, who released an album called Music for Animals in 2022? Music for Animals.
4: Oh, is it John Hopkins or Nils Fromm?
0: Oh, my
7: God. I, know, I, I do know this one. Um, uh, um, Nils Fromm
0: yeah you got it you got it that's and that's a tough that was a tough question so well done
1: this artist performed at the library of congress using james madison's crystal flute lizzo perfect uh so that's all my trivia questions for you um we'll edit it in such a way that you get a fair number, correct? Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Your final question uh, for the this barn-burning edition of 2022 trivia: This artist performed at the Library of Congress using James Madison's crystal flute. Lizzo, I got this one. Yeah, there we yeah. go. You went one for four, but the one you got, I think, is worth four points. Yeah, points but on,
7: so. I feel like two of those questions I kind of got like half halvesies.
0: So let's yeah, just call it, let's call it well, a two,
7: two for five.
0: You can call it whatever you like. Uh, <laughs> who's keeping score? I'm I'm keeping score a little bit, but you know what? That's neither here nor there. Jeremy, thank you so much for doing this. Great luck to you in 2023 and all thank that you. you do musically. You too. Go themes and variation. And that's going to do it for this episode of Themes and Variation. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to listen to every song mentioned on this episode, be sure to check out the Spotify playlist in our show notes. This one is going to do it for 2022. Thank you so much. If this was your first episode that you checked out or you listened to them all, we really, really do appreciate you checking out the show. If you'd like to get in touch with themes and variation, you can always drop us a line at podcast at soundfly.com. Of course, remember to check out Soundfly for all of your music learning needs. And folks, it has been a pleasure. Happy holidays and have a great new year.